Hey, welcome to the October 16th uh, episode of Get Ramager on the Phone. Uh, I want to start out with Ukraine. They are still winning it. Today, we're just going to do kind of a news rundown. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Uh, Putin's grinding up Russia because of the strongman par- par- paradox. And that is the strongman can't be wrong, right? So he started this stupid war, invaded the Ukraine, thinking it would all be over, fought that he was running the world's second greatest military and that he would just walk all over the Ukrainians. That simply didn't happen, right? And why didn't that happen? Well, for obvious reasons, uh, it's turned, well, no, it's not obvious, right? Because we were led to believe, of course, that Russia had this very formidable army because our military industrial complex loves to sell Americans on the idea that we are far behind everybody else when we spend more than like the next four or five militaries combined, right? But we're always way behind, so we need more money. You know, we all fall for that, right? Uh, the Democrats are destroying our military. You heard that one before. Uh, Donald Trump destroyed our military. Uh, all you think you can count on is that, except for sequestration, which was a duo fiasco of Republicans and Democrats under Obama, military budget doesn't really go down, right? It's just been going up. Even Biden signed the largest military bill ever. And that was before this inflation. Uh, we get around for the inflation. Oh, by the way, you guys get in Social Security, you're getting more money, you get like 8% increase, right? We'll come down to inflation in a second. But the problem with the strong man, and this is the other strong man we have, is China. Um, strong man part two. Um, he has the same, Chi has the same problems as Putin, okay? He just has a lot more money, a lot more people, and he's a lot more dangerous for a lot of reasons. Uh, but that's why part of our proxy war with the Ukraine is really a test proxy war with Taiwan. And, and that's why we're sending a message. You can agree with that or disagree with that. You think it's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, my one blue-blooded friend who loves to comment on, on things will tell you that I'm some kind of neoconservative. Perhaps he's correct. Um, but I find it interesting that other people just think we should roll over and take it, right? Not gonna happen. High inflation, slow recession, economic uncertainty rules. Uh, a lot of people think we're going to be going into a recession here shortly. I was arguing with you guys before that we weren't in a recession yet. I think I was proven right. Everybody in the know is saying we're headed to a recession, probably beginning of next year or thereafter. Um, all that cash that was pumped in the economy has costs, and the cost was inflation. And to fight inflation, you have to raise interest rates. So a $1,300 mortgage is now going to be a $2,000 mortgage, right? Based on the changes in interest rate on like a median home of 390,000. Which, by the way, in case you're wondering where you're ranking in the world, the median cost of a mortgage is, I think they said on Fox News this morning, like 390 was what Shannon Bream used as her uh, middle of the road uh, uh, median. So if you paid less than that for your house, you're on the lower side of the median, right? So uh, those of us in central Pennsylvania, uh, obviously can can buy houses much more expensive than that, but I doubt our median cost is 390. Um, all that cash was necessary to avoid uh, demand destruction, right? That's the theory. The theory is they rushed all this money out, pumped a lot of money out, put it into the hands of through PPP and uh, unemployment payments in the hands of all kinds of people. Uh, that in theory kept or helped prevent demand destruction. When you get demand destruction, you lose the capabilities, the pipes that the money flows through in the economy, the routes that it takes corrode, uh, they, they become blocked, they fade away, and it's hard to restart. 
So I'm optimistic we're going into this recession with a, a full employment situation. We're going into this recession with most of the economy intact. And this is really just continuing supply shocks um, and a little bit of a shock created by all the money that was put into the system. So my prediction uh, is bullish in the next few years, maybe bearish in the six to nine month range. Uh, take it for what it's worth. That's just my basis on, and if you want to go into it in depth another time, we can. Uh, but again, just moving through the news, uh, here in Pennsylvania, the Supreme Court doesn't weigh in on PA voter signatures. It's being reported that the Supreme Court overturned a Third Circuit case. They ordered the Third Circuit to declare it moot, which essentially wipes it off the books. They didn't overturn it. They didn't answer the question. They didn't say this is what should or shouldn't happen with the signatures. As a result, all the lower court laws stay in place. Uh, so as of right now, you can fix the signature uh, on your mail-in ballot in Pennsylvania, but it's subject to more litigation at higher levels again. So really all the United States Supreme Court was did is inject a little uncertainty into the election in a tight race. Um, I don't think we're gonna have a tight race in Pennsylvania. We're gonna have a tighter race for a senator. Um, I think that'll be decided by a wide enough margin one way or the other. It's going to break one way or the other in my mind. I think both candidates still have a chance to win. As you know, I voted for Oz in the primary. Uh, as for our friend Doug Mastriano, I'm going to skip down here really quick. Uh, two war college professors have issued a warning uh, who were colleagues of his or he was a student of one of theirs and colleague of both or whatever. Uh, highly unusual. War college professors come of all political stripes. Don't get me wrong. Just because they work for the military doesn't mean they're to the right of Attila the Hun. Um, in fact, they're picked for their diversity, right? It's a it's a diverse crowd. Not diverse in your bad word sense, but diverse in the you know, people from all different backgrounds and military uh, ways of life. Two of them have come out and said in, in open pieces that Doug Mastriano is just simply dangerous. They know the guy and he's dangerous for our democracy and his belief structure and what he's pushing forward on uh, democracy. He's a strong man in the waiting, basically. Highly unusual because they don't usually weigh in on anything. I think that tells you something, but the polls also tell us that Mastriano's down by about 10 points right now. So I don't think mail-in voter signatures are gonna make a hoot of difference on him. So my prediction is Oz will probably win by a point or three. Uh, I think Fetterman's stroke has sort of taken him out of the running. I think that's the reality. He wasn't able to stump around the state all summer and capitalize on his early lead. Oz is consolidated finally. A lot of Republicans who weren't happy with that choice have come around to him uh, and rallied around it. So I think that's where we're gonna end up, okay? Mastriano, on the other hand, uh, I posted a video of a, of a big money guy in the Republican party here in Cumberland County because I noticed out front of his estate, he had every Republican sign except Mastriano's, right? Because the reality is uh, key players are not supporting Doug Mastriano for governor. National Governor, Republican Governors Association isn't putting any money in to help him. Uh, he's not spending any money. And, you know, we got people like his old war college professors saying he's no good. Some of you go back to last week's show or last the last uh, Wednesday show if you want to understand why I think you can't vote for Mastriano. And if you can't vote for Mastriano, you don't feel comfortable voting for Shapiro. You should probably write in Mickey Mouse, Carl Rominger or Satan for all I care, but don't vote for Doug Mastriano because I think Satan would be one step up the totem pole. Uh, Florida, talking back to the legal system, 
gives life for what was it Nicholas Cruz, the mass shooter. And some people have kind of DM'd me or said, how is this possible? Well, it's what I always reminded every um, person who wanted a jury trial. Jury trials are crapshoots. Certainly a certain case will go 99% one way or 99% the other way, but there's no matter what with the jury, always a chance that it can go out, break differently. Uh, in a death penalty case, the jurors have to be unanimous in recommending death. All the jurors found aggravating circumstances existed. Three of the jurors apparently did not find that those aggravating circumstances outweighed the mitigating circumstances in the case. I wasn't there. I haven't heard all the testimony. I don't think any of us have followed it closely enough to say we heard all the testimony. So we can't supplant our ourselves for those jurors, um, except to say that that is a pretty normal thing for a jury. A couple of the people came to a different conclusion than the rest of the people. And because it requires a unanimous vote to give the death sentence, it's simply not going to be one. Uh, it's still a little shocking in some respects, right? Um, since he killed so many people. And of course, people are saying that could change um, Florida law. They just remember one case should not make the law. Um, just because something happens in one case, if we react to one thing one time, it's where we end up with all this absurdity. We have to make our laws and policies based on the aggregate, which sometimes means injustices occur. Remember that. Um, my midterm predictions, I gave you my midterm predictions for Pennsylvania. Generally, nationally, my midterm predictions are pretty straightforward and pretty simple. Uh, Republicans are going to take back the House of Representatives. They are not going to take back the Senate. That is my prediction. I believe, just as Mitch McConnell warned, candidate quality is the issue. But I think ultimately it's the abortion issue. I believe that abortion is the ultimate sleeper issue. Uh, you know, I told you I know a woman near and dear to me who told me. Um, she can't believe how the politicians are interfering with abortion because she thought it should be between a woman and her doctor. And I said to her, but did you not vote for a Republican for the last 30 years in every election you've been to, except maybe, you know, one where you accidentally checked the Democrat or something? And she said, well, yeah, but I didn't think they would actually do it. Mind you, she's a conservative who's voted Republican for years, who's now a little worried about where things are going. and 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 who she should choose for a governor uh, or other office based on the abortion thing. And so I think there's enough people that have been energized by this, enough people that have been de-energized to vote Republican by this, that a lot of elections are going to swing slightly different. So the governor's races and the senator's races uh, are going to swing a little more democratic than we would expect given the head economic headwinds etc. So barring any interesting surprises, uh, I think Herschel Walker still has a chance of winning. I don't think he will. I think Warnock will pull it out by a little bit again. Um, I think Oz will probably pull it out by a little bit, right? And so Oz is just a retention because there was a Republican in that seat. Um, what, what happens with J.D. Vance? What happens in Colorado? Uh, what happens with a couple other races? Even Grassley's race is tightened in Iowa. This would be his eighth term as a senator or something ridiculous like that. He's been a senator continuously since the 80s, right? Um, he's going to be 89 as he's running. He says he's going to serve out his whole six-year term. Uh, but his opponents edged in on him. And that was kind of a surprise out there. No one saw that coming. And that's a, a, a interesting, interesting situation. 
anyhow, I suspect that when the analysis is done after the fact, when they do the post-mortem, they're going to determine that enough women registered disproportionately as new registrations who were interested and excited in the abortion issue, um, just like happened in Kansas. And I'm telling you, the Republicans don't want to talk about that, so they won't tell you that. So they're a little dishonest um, when they talk about their polling and what they're seeing and what they know. Um, that's my inclination. Uh, again, I'm just going to put my prediction out there. If you guys want to comment and put your predictions on who's going to win, um, give us how many seats in the Senate one way or the other. I'm saying the Democrats are going to pick up one, one net seat in the Senate, uh, and they're going to lose uh, 10 to 15 seats in the House. That, that'll be the swing. That's my prediction. Uh, my prediction is a Republican for governor of Pennsylvania, uh, that Herschel Walker will lose, Stacey Abrams will lose in Georgia. And that's it. That's all I got. So we will uh, pick this discussion back up on those predictions coming up in less than a month and see how I did. Uh, otherwise, I will see you guys Wednesday night. As I promised, this was short. And by the way, the Buffalo Bills just beat Kansas City. So in case any of you are Kansas City fans or any other team besides Buffalo, be warned. All right.